if you are looking for a new job or you are looking to level up in your present organization and are having thoughts that you are not good enough or you don't have the necessary skills or that someone is always better than you, stay tuned, my friends. Because in today's episode, I'm going to talk with you about sufficiency in your job search, and I'm going to share with you a few game-changing tips that are going to help you show up more from a place of abundance rather than from a place of deficit. Hi, I'm John Narrell, and welcome to the Mid-Career GPS Podcast. If you're feeling stuck in your career and overwhelmed by what steps to take, I can help you. As an executive and career transition coach, I help my clients prepare, position, and promote who they are and what they do to show up and find a job they love or love the job they have. It's time to start building your mid-career GPS. So let's get started. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Now, if you have not had a chance to listen to episode 40, where I talked about trusting your GPS in your job search, go back and listen to it after this podcast here. But it is going to give you some more context. So I got some great comments and feedback from last week's episode. And I wanted to record this essentially piggybacking on last week's episode to talk about sufficiency. Now, by its definition, sufficiency is the condition or the quality of being adequate. So as a career professional, your sufficiency is understanding that you possess an adequate amount of skills, knowledge, competencies, or abilities, and that would be valuable or a value add to your current or a new organization. When you are looking for jobs, let's acknowledge that it is a competition between you and everyone else who has applied for the job. I want to be clear with this. You do not need to be the best. In episode 40, I shared with you that our brains are defaulted to be negative and to be super critical. And we have to be aware of that and navigate through that. So when we're applying for positions, it's so easy to default into that negative thinking to say to ourselves, I'm not good enough, or somebody's going to be better than me. Trust me, someone is always better than you on any given day. I am not saying you shouldn't strive to be the best or be the best at what you do. That is what intrinsically drives and motivates all of us. There is something very endearing and empowering about wanting to be the best. But being the best and trying to achieve that is like trying to achieve perfection, which is almost at times impossible. It is impossible to be perfect. We are flawed individuals. We are flawed professionals that don't do everything the best all the time. And in part, that's what makes us really, really good at what we do. We're vulnerable. We're human. We breathe. We make mistakes. So when you're applying for positions and you're thinking, well, if I'm not the best, I'm not going to apply for it. That's what is holding you back from putting yourself out there. 
It is coming from a place of insufficiency as opposed to sufficiency. Now, I'm going to break this down for you across several areas. And again, take some time and go back and listen to episode 40 if you haven't done that. But here's where your sufficiency needs to come into play. When you're looking for jobs, be it on LinkedIn or Indeed or wherever you search for jobs, your brain is automatically going to quickly calculate how you measure up or compare to that job. And immediately, your brain is going to go to a place where you are going to find something that you're either not good at or not well-versed at or don't have that experience and immediately start thinking that you are insufficient for the job. I want you to come up with a percentage. And it is an alignment percentage between your skills and qualifications and the job posting. That percentage is arbitrary. You get to set what that is. Whether it be 30, 50, 80%, you get to decide what that is. But you are going to use that percentage. And if you look at a job posting and you meet that percentage or more than, then that is what gives you permission to apply for the job. As an active job seeker, you're busy. Whether you are fully employed or not, you have other things going on in your life that understandably need and want your attention and your time. So as a job seeker, you have to find some ways to carve out that time to look for jobs, apply for jobs, network, all those kind of things. Giving yourself a percentage for alignment is going to set an intention that if I meet this criteria, then I'm going to go to apply for it. And what I simply ask is that whatever percentage you decide on, you stay with that for about a month. And I say that because we want to test it and see if that's getting you interviews, if your resume is clearing the applicant tracking system. So let's just say, for example, it's 70%. You look at the job posting and your brain is ticking off going, yep, yep, nope, yep, 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 nope, yep, nope. It's an arbitrary number, but you will know if it is aligned to that 70% or not. That's when you decide whether or not to apply for the job. Job postings are written in a way that they put a laundry list out there of things that they would like. And it's very, very, very rare that someone is going to meet 100% of all of those requirements for the job. Now, if you're looking at a job and it's 100% alignment and you want to go after it, then by all means, you should absolutely put your hat into the ring on that one. But look at the job postings in terms of where are you sufficient as opposed to where you are not. Now, when you're networking, and let's just, for the purpose of this conversation, talk about networking on LinkedIn, you're one of two people. You either sit back and let people invite you because you've popped up in their feed as somebody who would be great to connect with, and you just wait for the invites to come in, or you are actively connecting with people because you see yourself as valuable 
and wanting to be a valuable connection resource and, and bringing you, you into their network and, and having them come into yours. I want to invite you to stretch and connect with one person on LinkedIn who you normally would not do. Maybe it's somebody famous in your field. Maybe it is somebody who you have been following for a while, but you just thought, oh, they're never going to pull me into their network. I want you to take a very safe risk, safe in air quotes, and put yourself out there just to see if they're going to connect. I'll share with you a quick story. So I'm in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, I do tend to watch a lot of news, and I watch across a lot of different networks. and. I am keenly fascinated with local news reporters because I'm always looking to see how they tell their story. And there's a news uh, reporter from one of our local network affiliates who I would watch on TV and I would follow him on social and I would respond or connect and get a response kind of thing. And so I found him on LinkedIn and I sent him a connection request to which he accepted. And I thought, huh, okay. And this was a little over a year or so ago. And I was um, getting ready to launch my first book called Show Up, Six Strategies to Lead a More Energetic and Impactful Career. And I reached out to him and I said, hey, I'm looking for some people to review my book. I don't know if you're allowed to do this or not, but I really value your work and have been following you for a while. Would you be willing to review my book? And within a couple of minutes, I got a response. And it was such an adrenaline rush because I was like, oh my gosh, he responded. And what he told me was that his, his contract with the affiliate did not allow him to do such things, but he was very appreciative that I had reached out and asked and he appreciated us being connected. That action on my part to reach out to him was a demonstration of my sufficiency. That I was enough or more than enough to reach out and connect with somebody because I had some things of value to offer and to pull him in to my network and vice versa. We network and connect because of our beliefs around how sufficient we are. If somebody doesn't want to be part of your network, that's their choice. It is not a reflection on you. But where I want you to think about in terms of how you are showing up is from a place of sufficiency that allows you to connect with whoever you want or with whomever you want because you believe you are a valuable connection resource for them. And when we think about sufficiency, it comes into play in the network, in the interviewing dynamic, excuse me, the interviewing dynamic as well. You get a first level interview and all of a sudden you're wondering if they're going to make you an offer. You have gotten so far ahead in the conversation, you're not really taking a look for where it is at. Interviewing is just a conversation. It's just a conversation to see if there's fit, interest, and alignment. It's like going to sit down and have a cup of coffee with somebody. 
what would it look like for you to come from this place of curiosity when you're interviewing? Especially if it's a call from a recruiter, they want to know you a little bit. They're trying to figure out if you're a good fit for their organization. You show up on those calls because you believe you are sufficient. You have more than enough skills and knowledge and abilities and competencies and experiences that are not only going to be interesting to the organization, but are valuable. And they're going to be interested in talking to you a little bit more. Our brain wants to default into where we are not enough. I see this come up so much with my clients, whether I'm working with them long-term or we're doing an interview coaching session, right? But immediately they want to come from this defaulted place about how they're not good enough. And when I will ask them and following up with them about an interview, usually the first thing they will tell me is where they screwed up. And as I talked about in episode 40, all that does is imprint in our brains that we make mistakes, that we don't tell our story as completely as we should, or we, um, or we, we missed a certain part of the interview, or they asked us a question we didn't know how to answer, and we flubbed it up, so therefore I don't know what I'm talking about. Our sufficiency is what we communicate. Think about a question you get in an interview where you are asked how you would handle a certain situation. And that situation has never been something you've experienced. Right away, your brain is going to want to take you to a place of, I don't know how to answer it. I don't have that experience. They're going to disqualify disqualify me from the job. Your, Your brain is starting to place all these judgments that you're thinking they're going to place on you. You don't, you don't know how they're going to think. You can't control that, right? So in those moments where you get asked a question you don't know how to answer or don't have that experience, you own it. And you simply say, it's a great question. I will be honest with you and share that I have never, ever experienced that. But if I were, here's how I would handle it. It is a very different place in our belief about how sufficiency, sufficient we are. Knowing our sufficiency is never about lying to ourselves. It is about taking an honest look and never letting our brains intentionally beat us down to make us think we are less than. You are enough. If you are putting yourself out there for a job, you believe that you are enough. And I, my wish for you is that you believe you are more than enough. Because our thoughts about our sufficiency are important and vital keys to determine how we show up in a variety of professional situations. You are smart. You are talented. If you don't know, I am sure you have a dozen people in your network that you could ask. 
And if you are working in an organization, be it large or small, you should absolutely have somebody in your close network internally that you can go to for guidance or advice and to help you figure that out. That it doesn't mean lack. That means you are resourceful and sufficient enough to get the answer they need. One of the best things that ever happened to me when I was teaching in the classroom was I had an opportunity to teach a sophomore level honors geometry class to a select group of about a dozen eighth grade students. These kids were amazing. They were top shelf academically and personally. And we would have these conversations around solving a particular proof. And it was great to watch them engage and think and be challenged. And one day there was a a proof we were working on and it was tough. And I looked in the teacher's manual. I had no idea how they came up with it. I couldn't even fake my way through it. And I looked at them and I said, I don't know. And they all kind of looked at me and they were like, you don't? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't know how they got this solution. So we can look at this in a couple of ways. One, the book's wrong. And they kind of laughed and everything. I'm like, probably not. It's probably been reviewed dozens and dozens of times. So let's just say it's not. So let's pull people in. We're resourceful enough. Let's pull people in that we can figure out and get them engaged. And I pulled somebody into my classroom to help. I pulled another math teacher in to help us figure this out. That is sufficiency, right? I could have sat there and said, oh, I don't know how to answer this. I'm a horrible teacher. Forget it. Wasn't it? Sufficient. More than enough to figure this out. I don't always have to have the answers. In your job search, you don't always have to have the answers either. Your job is to find the job, whether you are looking at job postings or you are networking, that is going to be the best possible fit for you because you are sufficient. You are more than enough to fill that role. And that's where your GPS takes you. All right, my friends, I wish you a great rest of the day. I'll be back in your ears next week with another episode. But until then, remember this. We build our GPSs one mile or one step at a time. And throughout all of it, how we show up matters. Make it a great rest of the day. If you enjoyed today's show and don't want to miss an episode, follow on Apple Podcasts or wherever you usually listen. And I'd appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review. Visit johnnarrell.com to download your free copy of the 55-Minute Career Transition Jumpstart to help you start building your mid-career GPS. And don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn and follow me on social at John Narrell Coaching. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.